The problem is you're doing the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over. We're going to fix that on the next Moment of Clarity. It's your man, Stefan G. You are tuned in to another eclectic episode of Moment of Clarity right here on the Promised Life Network. Moment of Clarity, and I got my man Mike in the house. What's happening, Mike? How you doing today? Not much, man. How's it going? Pretty good. Kim's not with us again today. Boo. A moment of silence for <laughs> Candid Kim. Okay, that's enough. All right, uh, moving on. <laughs> so, um... We've had quite an interesting conversation before we hit the, the record button. Here yeah, today. we have a lot to talk about. So. We have a lot to talk about. We want to start out today talking about, uh, oh, by the way, I hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. Um, just a quick nugget uh, God has been sharing with me. Thanksgiving is not just about th- giving thanks. Uh, and I posted a little something like this on my Facebook page the other I day. I saw this. So great. I can see your thanks, but where is your giving? Yeah. I can see your thanks, but where is your giving? So I'll just leave that with you right there. You know, take that. If you got to hit pause and chew on that for a couple of days and come back, go ahead and do so. But uh, let's increase our, our giving. I'd prefer if just... they write that down, keep <laughs> listening, and then think about the other thing. Right? Yeah, you're right. That's yeah. true. So do like Mike said, because he's much more intelligent than I am. <laughs> so write it down and then, yeah, listen now. So, yeah, you should be done writing by now. Anyway, we want to talk about, I was talking to Mike, right? And we're sitting here in the studio, and in the studio we have a newsroom, right? And I'm guessing none of the people in the newsroom listens to the podcast, so I can go ahead and talk about them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was going to share it with them all. Oh, uh. <laughs> but um, we got the newsroom, and I walked into the newsroom today, and, and I look at the people who are in the newsroom sometimes, and I just look at them, and I think about if I were them, and I drove to the same building every day, parked in the same parking spot every day, walked up the same stairs every day, sat in the same chair every day, did the exact same thing every day with absolutely no growth in my life in that area, just the exact same job that I've been doing for the past 14 years is the exact same job that I'm doing today. It has not changed at all. I might be, my paper that I'm writing on might be a little bit thicker you know, I'm using a different pen. Maybe I've gotten a new computer monitor. <laughs> Outside of that. A flatter monitor. Yeah, yes. I've got a flat screen instead of a tube monitor. Yeah. Outside of that, nothing has changed. I would want to blow my brains out. Mm, I, would, I would literally want to blow my brains out. And Mike was, you know, correcting me as he often does before we get on the air so I can sound cool. Um, and he was talking about how some people crave that kind of um, routine. Yeah, that kind of uniformity in their lives. I remember talking to someone years ago when I first started to want to get into radio. And I was like, I just couldn't sit in a cubicle every day. Oh, my God. And, and the guy goes, well, I find a lot of comfort in my cubicle. Oh. And he tells me that. He's like, I, I feel great at my desk and that routine and everything. And there's people like that. Yeah. And and if you're one of those people, God bless you. Like, seriously. I'm not we saying need that. you. Yes, we do. I'm not <laughs> saying that in any kind of condescending manner. I'm not saying that in any kind of negative connotation whatsoever. I mean it. God bless you. I hope God, in the name of Jesus, gives you everything you want in your life, 
everything you need in your life. Don't look at me like that, Michael. And <laughs> by all means, I am so serious. God bless you because me, I couldn't do it. I could not do it. To me, it feels like, and even though it, it doesn't have to be stagnation, it feels like stagnation. You know, you even shared that here at the at the station, at the studio, you know, if you were still at that same position that you were in right. when you first came, like you would just be like, you know, no, you'd be miserable. Oh, I would be, I would be absolutely miserable. If there was no growth, I mean, there hasn't been growth money-wise, right. but there have been growth in other areas. And without that, I, yeah, I blow my brains out, <laughs> like you said. <laughs> I mean, I was literally like, shoot me in the face because I remember being here at the station a while back and then I left for what, three years maybe, four years, something like that? Yeah. And then I came back and the, they were in the same chairs that they were in when yep. I left four or five years oh, ago. Oh, you know, that's interesting seeing it from your perspective. <laughs> you know? I, I didn't think about it that yeah, way, leaving and coming back. Yeah, I left. I was here for a couple of years. I left for like three or four years and I came back about a year or so ago. And when I came back, they were in the exact same spot, the exact same chair, looking at the same monitor, doing the exact same thing at the exact same time, eating the exact same food, you know what I'm saying, and the, heating it up in the exact same microwave. <laughs> like, I just, oh, the thinking about it right now just drives can, me I nuts. Can, I can tell. People can't see your face. But, <laughs> but and, and like I said, if that's you, by all means, I, I, I appreciate you. Because there are positions like that, not even just in the workplace, but in life. You know what I mean? Like, there are positions like that in life where we need people who don't mind doing the routine, who don't mind being a part of the cog. You know what I mean? Who don't mind, you know, stepping into that role and just being like, hey, I'm cool here. I'm going to be cool here. I like it. It feels nice. It feels good. Let's rock with this. But I ain't that guy. And it sounds like Mike, you ain't that guy. Either. No, no, no. And um, but I think in any position, growth is important. Yeah, and that was the part that we wanted to kind of get to was the growth aspect. Because even if you're in that routine, I pray that God is giving you growth opportunities in your life. Because when we walk around without growth, oh, terrible, terrible, terrible things happen. Well, I mean, God calls us to have spiritual growth. Yes, if, he does. if anything. Yes, He most certainly does. Um, even, even the apostle Paul talks about in Colossians, he says, for this cause, we also, since the day we heard, we do not cease to pray for you and desire that you might be filled with knowledge and his wiz, will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. And that's a continuous thing. Like I'll give you a little tip that I learned in the little bit of Bible school that I did. Um, whenever you see in the Bible, the, the ETF, so, um, if God continueth or uh, moveth or something like that. Whenever you see E-T-H on the end of a word, I said E-T-F, I'm sorry. Whenever you see E-T-H on the end of the word, the eth suffix on the end of a word, it means continue to. So if the Bible says I speaketh like a child, it means I continue to speak like a child. Or if it says I moveth in this direction, it means I continue to move in that direction. So whenever you're looking at the Bible and you see, and, and usually you're going to have to look at the King James Version to see this, um, because they take a lot of the ETHs off in you know all the other versions. But when you look in the King James Version and you see the ETH, it means continue to. And so when you're looking at the Bible and you see that, understand that that is something that God is asking us to continue to do over a long period of time. It is not something that he's telling us to do once or twice. He's telling us to do it continually as we continue to grow, as we continue to develop. Right, Mike? 
Yes, I, I didn't. Act, I actually did not know all that, so it was very interesting. Hey, check that I like out! The exegesis of yeah. the Bible and the words in the Bible. Hey, 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 hey! Watch your mouth. <laughs> watch your mouth, young. But it's true. And so, in this scripture, um, the Bible is talking to us about growing in our spiritual understanding and developing in our spiritual understanding, and that's something that we have to do. And I think that we need to not only do that in our spiritual understanding, but we need to transition that into our lives as a whole. Because like you said, if there's no growth, you know, we'll want to blow our brains out. Something that doesn't grow technically is considered dead. Oh, yeah. If you look at a plant that's not growing, it's because it's dying. Right. And it's just the truth. And so today we want to talk to you guys about growth um, and what that looks like and and what the Bible says about it and why the Bible, uh, why God wants us to grow. And what, where growth is like, if I had, if you had to tell us, Mike, if you could tell us a place in your life where you think you've seen, uh, either the most growth or exponential growth or just very noticeable growth, what, what would you say that is? Oh, that is a great question. Um, probably in trying to understand other people's points of view. You have gotten really good at that. Actually, you've gotten a lot better than I, because I, I, I I kind of I don't want to say I gave up on it, but I turned that off for a little while. You turned up, you turned off. You mean yourself trying to understand people's points of view? <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah, and you know I've I've challenged myself like that in the past, but I kind of got away from it, and I've gotten back to a point in my life where I really try to understand other people's points of view. It doesn't mean giving up your principles or what your true belief, your core beliefs, right? But you, ha- if you want to convince other people of things you have to understand their point of view first well it's like the old saying that says you know seek first to understand and then to be understood right. and we all know well maybe not all of us don't know but there's much truth in the idea that if you want somebody to see where you're coming from you have to first be willing to listen to where they're coming from um and so that's a good place of growth i would say for me my most noticeable area of growth has been in developing a submission to the will of Christ in my life. So there's something that I know he wants me to do. And instead of me just being like, I don't want to do it and kicking and screaming and sometimes throwing a tantrum because it's a little fun and sometimes (laughs) whining because it's a little fun, but ultimately not doing that thing. I have grown, uh, especially over the past four years to a place where I've said, okay, You know, take a deep breath, suck it up, and trust God that there's a reason that he's telling you to do this thing. You most certainly have. Because I've (laughs) I've seen the ups and downs in the last five or six years. Yeah, you you have. It's been quite interesting. (laughs) And so there's one scripture that I want to highlight. It's Hebrews 6 and 1 where the Bible says, Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on unto perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works, and of faith towards God. What does that scripture mean to you, Mike, when you hear that? Um, it's interesting. Re- read, read it again, because there was a certain part that kind of jumped out at me, but I want to get exactly right. Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on unto the perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith towards God. And if we can, you know, let me try to put it in a little bit of perspective here. Um, am I clicking the right Bible? I think I'm clicking the right Bible. Okay. So if I can put this in a little bit of perspective, in the previous uh, chapter, um, the Bible, uh, Paul was speaking to the Hebrews specifically about 
uh, milk and meat, you know what I'm saying, and growing to a place right. of learning in Christ. And so he's talking about the difference between milk in the Bible and meat in the Bible, or milk in your spirituality and meat in your spirituality. Yeah, and the two words that jumped out in the verse that you originally gave me was dead works. Yes. Which I found really interesting because he, Paul is calling, actually they're not 100% sure it was written by Paul, but the writer right, of right. Hebrews was calling for us not to just do works blindly, but to understand why we're doing it and uh, grow in our faith and our spiritual growth and understanding of Christ. And, and I think that I think that is a place that a lot of us um, kind of fall short in, where we do things just because we're told to do it. We yes. do things just because the Bible says do it. We do things just because the pastor preaches on it. We do things just because we heard it somewhere. Some guru said it. Somebody posted a Facebook post about it, and it said sounded good. It tickled our ears. Some pastor said something, and we got an amen moment. You know what I mean? <laughs> but we don't really understand why that is important for us to do and the context of doing it and when to do it and how to do it and all of the things that go with it. Right. And in what that verse is calling for us is to grow spiritually and to have better understanding because what God really wants, he wants obedience, yes. but he also wants a relationship. He also wants personal spiritual growth inside yourself. Yes. And that's a big thing. And a lot of times that has to come first before you can proceed to do even greater works and produce fruit. It really does. And, and there's much to be said in growing in your understanding of the principles of Christ. Um, if I read that same scripture in the New Living Translation, it says, so let us stop going over the basic teachings about Christ again and again, doing the same thing over right. and over and over again. Let us go on instead and become mature in our understanding. Surely we don't need to start again with the found fundamental importance of repenting from evil deeds and placing our faith in God. You don't need further instruction about baptisms, about the laying on of hands, the resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgment. And so, God willing, we will move forward to further understanding. That's going all the way through verse 3. And so the idea that we're just kind of doing the same thing over and over again, you know what I'm saying? We're teaching the same fundamental things over and over again. We're learning, still learning about faith. We're still learning about, the and the writer here talks about it, the fundamental importance. We're still learning about putting our faith in God, trusting God, just like I was talking about a little while ago. Yeah. You know, still going through the motions of trusting God on with your life, trusting God that what he tells you to do is what you need to do. And there's a reason for it. And it's higher than your thoughts and beyond your understanding. And we have to, we have to read all these scriptures to ourselves. Lean not to your own understanding. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts and this, that, and we still going through these fundamental, fundamental pillars of the faith. Yeah. And this is, this is also true of a couple of things. It's true of the individual and it's true of the church. Sometimes the church or your local fellowship, can get in a place where it doesn't want to grow. Absolutely. The congregation doesn't want to mature. It doesn't want to get to that higher step. And like we said before, if you're not growing, you're dying. Exactly. And I find it interesting, some of the things that are highlighted in verse two, right? So in verse two, Hebrews, we're still in Hebrews chapter six. In verse two, we're ta he says, you don't need further instruction about baptisms, right? You should know how baptisms work and the purpose for baptisms. Then he goes on to say the laying on of hands, which a lot of Christians don't believe in laying on hands. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then he goes on to say the resurrection of the dead. 
When was the last time you heard somebody talking about resurrecting the dead, like actually talking about it being done as a Christian? Yeah. You know, not talking about how they did it before in old biblical times and, you know, everything that happened back in the, the Pentateuch and all that kind of stuff, but actually still happening in Christ, in Christianity today. And then, and then talking about eternal judgment. And so these are all areas that are fundamental pillars of the faith that we are supposed to grow and mature past and not be stuck in the rudimentary over and over and over again of Christianity. So just a little bit about growth. We're going to talk more about growth when we come back. Uh, and we're going to talk about how we can be ensured that we grow in Christ. Like, what do you do to make sure that not only you're growing in Christ, but you're growing in your life so that you don't end up looking up one day after you've pulled into that parking spot for the 467th time that year and you just look at yourself and you're like, I can't do this anymore. And people get like that in Christianity too, where they've said the same prayer over and over again. They said this same prayer for the 1,000th time and they're like, you know what? This obviously isn't working. And so we want to get past all of that. We want to grow. Moment of clarity, we'll be back in a bit. Moment of clarity, it's your man, Stefan G. I got my man, Mike, in the house. We're talking about growth, and we were talking about the importance of spiritual growth and the importance of not going over and over the fundamental pillars of the faith of Christianity. So I hate to throw a wrench in this. Throw the wrench, please. <laughs> but I, I have, there's a question that popped up in my mind, and I'm very curious of the answer. Now, you what? Know what? I, don't, I don't have the answer. Go ahead. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> um, I want to know what, what stops us from growing. There's a lot of things that stop us because, from growing, man. Because like, we, we talk about that some churches don't grow. We talk about how a lot of Christians don't grow. They're not taking the steps. They're not past the baby steps, and they're not even at the baby steps. And I'm always, my mind always does this, always goes to why. Well, and I'm glad you said that, because one of the things I was going to, I was going to, you know, add a footnote um, to us talking about going over the same fundamental pillars of Christianity, and that is, if you don't get it yet, by all means, keep going through it. If you still aren't faithful, if you still don't trust God, that's a place you're going to have to stay until you trust God. You know what I'm saying? So by all means, don't think, oh, well, I don't trust God, but that's fundamental. I'm not going to worry about that. No, 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 no. Stay there. But to answer your question, I think there are a lot of reasons that we don't grow. I think one of the biggest reasons is what I just said, though. Faith. Like, we don't see Christianity as a faith. Like, when I talk to people who aren't Christians or people who are thinking about becoming Christians. And one of the main things they say to me is, how do you know that everything that's in this book is true, right? They always come at me with that. How do you know to follow what's in this book? And I have to remind them, this is not a set of rules. This is a faith. I don't follow it because I know it's true. If I did that, it would not be faith. I follow it because I believe 
that it's true. It's a good point. You know what I'm saying? And so in that same space, I believe one of the main reasons we don't grow is because we don't have that faith. We don't actually believe that this is going to happen. We don't actually believe that these words are set in stone, absolute, no chance, it will not come to pass. Every time you do it, if this is what the, if every time you put, you know, uh, uh, a drop of food coloring in a cup of water, you're going to get the cup of water to change color. We don't believe that it's absolutely going to happen every single time. Sometimes we think, well, maybe it won't change colors this time because of something I did, because of some situation that came up, because it's a Thursday, because I mean, there's all kinds of reasons, you know? Yeah, it kind of goes back to that podcast we did a few months ago about, you know, what if God is real? Exactly. And we don't act like he is. <laughs> exactly. And we don't act like he is. And I think that lack of faith, that lack of trust, that lack of belief, that lack of um solid ground foundation is what holds us back from elevating ourselves in the things of Christ because we don't, we haven't grabbed a hold of these pillars of the faith. Yeah, that's true. And you talked about believing and the word believing, we, we we kind of, it's a big problem with English language and big problem with what we, how we see things in our world today. But we say believing is like a head knowledge. Like I know that, oh, I know that Jesus is God, or I know that there's a God. But when he says believing, it's it's more than that. It's an entrusting yourself in, like you said, having faith with that, entrusting your whole self into following Christ. Yeah. And they don't see it that way. Well, and it's hard to because of, like you said, how we've translated the English, the English yeah. knowledge. For us to, I believe this is going to happen. It's like I tell people sometimes when they're praying for someone, especially if they're praying for healing, and I say, don't hope it's going to happen. Believe it's going to happen. And there's a difference. We often pray for people hoping that they will be healed, not believing that they will be healed. And it's when we believe that they will be healed, when we lay our hands on someone and we believe they will be healed and we walk away and we say it's done and, 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 we don't have to worry about it anymore. That's when they become healed. But if we just pray and we scream and holler and cast out devil and hope and hope and hope and hope and hope that Jesus is going to make this thing happen, that's not faith. That's not faith. And that hinders our growth. That hinders us from being able to get to that place where, you know, think about what he called in, in, in verse two, you know. Okay, baptism. Most of us can get there, right? We believe that Jesus died on the cross, rose on the third day. Ascended to heaven, sits at the right hand of the Father. Right, great. But laying on of hands, don't believe it. A lot of people don't believe it. A lot of people hope for it, but they don't believe it. You know what I'm saying? The resurrection of the dead, a whole bunch of people don't believe that can happen. There, I mean, there are actually Christian groups out there that don't believe Jesus rose from the dead. Absolutely. (laughs) You know, and then eternal judgment is another thing people don't believe. Yeah, that's a big one. They hope. In fact, they hope that that's not true. Yeah. (laughs) You know, that's a that's a great point, actually. And these are four things that this person in Hebrews calls elementary. Yeah. Not not profound, not deep, not the mysterion of God. Elementary. The, the foundational fundamentals, you know what I'm saying? In this verse, in the first verse, they says they call it the basic teachings about Christ. Basic teachings. And instead, we haven't grown past these things because we don't believe. We don't have faith. We don't trust. And, and, and we're lazy, I think. That was the other one I was going to say. <laughs> and we don't do what it takes. I went and saw Dr. Strange the other day, right? 
Oh, yeah. Great yeah. movie. And I thought it was a pretty good movie. And one thing, the thing that stuck out to me the most in that movie, and I don't know if you've seen Doctor Strange, and if you have, great. If you haven't, don't worry. I'm not about to give anything away. You can keep listening. But there was one moment in the movie that stuck out to me more than anything else that happened in the I movie. I think I know what you're going to say. And it was when the the ancient one, or whatever they call her, um, asked, how did you become a great doctor, right? And he said, I studied and practiced. That was his answer. I mm-hmm. studied and I practiced until I became great. And he was one of the greatest doctors ever known, you know, brain surgeon. He says, I studied and I practiced. Yeah, it's interesting. That's his answer. Yeah. We don't do that. <laughs> it's very true. As Christians, we don't study and we don't practice. How can we expect to grow if we don't study and we don't practice? It's kind of like, you know, people always equate Christianity to going to the workout room and lifting weights, right? You become stronger because you lift weights and you'll become stronger in the faith if you lift those, you know, your Bible verses or your, mm-hmm. you know, muscles, Bible muscles. And so. Bible we, muscles, I like. Yeah. But we don't do that. We don't study. Because if you're really going to be a bodybuilder, if you're really going to get stronger, you have to study. How do I lift this weight? What do I lift? How do I lift it? What motions do I do? How often should I do it? Otherwise, you'll hurt yourself. Going out there and doing a whole bunch of stuff you don't know how to do. And we do the same thing in Christianity. We hurt ourselves. Going out doing a whole bunch of stuff we don't know how to do. We don't know the, the consequences of our actions. We don't know the seriousness of the calling that is on our life. We don't understand what a bishop actually does. We don't understand what a pastor actually does. We don't understand what a reverend even is, because I've never seen that word in the Bible. (laughs) We don't understand these things, and so we just go out there and do them, and we're not growing. And so we find ourselves teaching about faith over and over and over again, and teaching about baptism over and over and over again, and teaching about laying on of hands, and teaching about tithing, and teaching about giving, and teaching about all of these fundamental basic teachings of Christ, and we can't get past them. So what is your advice to people who are listening to this and want to grow or are being called towards growth now? My advice for the people who want to grow is to study and practice, study and practice. And it is, it's one of my favorite books in the Bible. First Timothy talks about that in verse fifteen, chapter four, verse 15. It says, give your complete attention to these matters. Throw yourself into your task so that everyone will see your progress. That's what it says. Give your complete attention to these matters. Throw yourself into your task so that everyone will see your progress. And I'll read it from the beginning. The beginning, uh, chapter four says, now the Holy Spirit tells us clearly that in the last time, some will turn away from the true faith. They will follow deceptive spirits and teachings that come from demons. These people are hypocrites and liars, and their consciences are dead. Whole different so We'll talk about that later. Verse 3 goes on to say, They will say it is wrong to be married or wrong to eat certain foods, but God created those foods to be eaten with thanks by faithful people who know the truth. Since everything God created is good, we should not reject any of it, but receive it with thanks. For we know it is made acceptable by the word of God in prayer. Okay, that's one of the reasons I started eating pork again before I stopped eating meat. Okay, now, verse 6. If you explain these things to the brothers and sisters, Timothy, you will be a worthy servant of Jesus Christ, one who is nourished by the message of faith and the good teaching you have followed. Do not waste time arguing over godless ideas and old wives' tales. Instead, train yourself to be godly. Physical training is good, but training for godliness is much better, promising benefits in this life and in the life to come. 
This is a trustworthy saying and everyone should accept it. This is why we work hard and continue to struggle for our hope is in the living God who is the savior of all people and particularly of all believers. Teach these things and insist that everyone learn them. Don't let anyone think less of you because you are young. Be an example to all believers in what you say, in the way you live, in your love, your faith, and your purity. Until I get there, focus on reading the scriptures to the church, encouraging the believers, and teaching them. Do not neglect the spiritual gift you have received through the prophecy spoken over you when the elders of the church laid their hands on you. Give your complete attention to these matters. Throw yourself into your task so that everyone will see your progress. Keep a close watch on how you live and on your teaching. Stay true to what is right for the sake of your own salvation and the salvation of those who hear. That's the whole chapter, chapter four. And I love it because he talks about everything you need to know to grow in Christ and to ultimately grow in life. Because your spiritual growth is akin to your physical growth. You can't grow spiritually without growing physically or or environmentally. Maybe you don't get any taller, which, you know, some of us are still praying for a little bit. But (laughs) you might not get any taller, but you are going to grow in the life that you are living because of the spiritual exercise that you are participating in. You know what's really interesting about what you read from is that's from Timothy. Yes. And um, that was Paul talking to who was going to be the future leader of that fellowship. That's right. And um, the reason why this is important and the reason why I think there isn't a lot of growth is there isn't enough leadership out there, spiritual leadership. This isn't directed towards you specifically, (laughs) but it's directed towards people who are listening. God needs you. To yeah, grow. He does. Because we need leaders. We do. In in the faith. And that doesn't mean pastors or bishops or apostles oh, no. or prophets. It just means people who are willing to lead a group of individuals in accomplishing goals. Yeah. That's it. Right. It can be you leading people to feed people at the homeless shelter. You leading people to getting blankets for homeless people. You leading people to uh, evangelize. You leading people into... You know, just, I don't know, children's ministry, whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? You leading people in how to effectively teach their ABCs. I was talking to, no, my fiance's mother. I was talking to somebody in the teaching area. And they were talking about how they knew somebody who was a guidance counselor who was a Christian. And I was like, what a magnificent, outstanding, fantastic place for a Christian to be. As a middle school guidance counselor. that's so true. Oh, my God. If every middle school guidance counselor was a Christian, (laughs) a true Christian, how great everything would be. But she has the opportunity to lead in that space. She doesn't have to be the principal in order to lead. She can lead those children into a better life for themselves and never, ever utter the word Jesus, but still teach them the fundamental principles of faith in Christianity and, and learning themselves. You know what I mean? And so I love this this chapter in First Timothy chapter four, because it talks about all of that. It talks about he's encouraging Timothy. Listen, there's a message that you have. You know, what I'm saying you've been nourished by this message of faith and you follow good teaching. Don't waste time arguing with people who just want to drag you into a debate. You know, what I'm saying, but train yourself. He said, train yourself to be godly like how many of us think about it being godly that way? We just think we're just going to do it. You know what I'm saying? Well, I'm just going to be godly. I'm going to try to be godly. No, train yourself to be godly. 
It takes work for sure. It, it does, you know, and, and he says this is a trustworthy statement saying and everyone should accept it. Everyone. Everyone needs to take this in. This is why we work hard and continue to struggle for our hope is in the living God who is the savior of all people and particularly of all believers. Insist that everyone learn them. Everyone. Be an example to all believers in what you say, in the way you live, in your love, your faith, and your purity. Listen, look at that. In what you say, the way you live, your love, your faith, and your purity. If you would take those five places right there and just begin to train yourself in those five places, I guarantee growth in your life in the next year. Guarantee it. Yeah. Guarantee it. All I have to say is amen. I mean, to be honest <laughs> with you, I completely agree. I always I always look at um, the fruits of the spirit that Galatians talks Absolutely. about. Absolutely, yeah. And if you look at those different things, you know, love, kindness, patience, self-control, I know the order's probably wrong on that. I'm not reading it. Kind of go off memory. But I think about, you know, if you're not f- if following those things, you know, you need to be trained more. Right. You need to focus on growing in the spirit so you can have grow more fruit and it in goes, the spirit. It goes right back to what Dr. Strange said, which, by the way, Dr. Strange is this extraordinarily demonic movie. So if you can kind of separate that aspect, go ahead. It's, it's fiction. It's fiction. <laughs> it is. Um, but yeah, so, but I'm, I don't want anybody to go to it and be like, I follow Dr. Strange now. You know what I mean? So, but you, you'll be surprised. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you'll be surprised. But I want you, just like he said, practice and research, research and practice. So that means you've got to get your King James version, your New Living Translation, and whatever other versions that you use, you've got to get your Strong's Exhaustive Concordance. You've got to get all of these different resources together, and you've got to do research on what the Word of God says. For instance, there is a scripture that says, they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength, right? They will mount up like wings of eagles and all that kind of stuff, right? Very few people realize that in that scripture, the word wait, the actual definition of that word is focus. So we have a bunch of people that are sitting around waiting, and because they didn't research the Bible, because they didn't go into their strongest concordance and look up what that word means, they're waiting when Bible is actually instructing you to focus on the Lord in order to renew your strength. Not just wait. This is why it's important to research and train in order to get the growth that you want. You've got to learn and you've got to practice. And that's how it goes. Right, Mike? Amen. <laughs> that's all I tell you. That's all I have to say. So I it hope everybody, uh, you know, maybe we'll talk about this a little bit more later um, in a couple episodes or something like that. Or maybe we'll put something up on the website and it'll be like a, you know, a growth practice kind of thing. I don't know. You know, we'll do like a training regimen or something. I don't know. <laughs> it's kind of like going, you know, we'll all go to the gym twice a week together or something like that. But it'll be the, there you go. It'll be the Bible gym and it'll be Ooh, the Bible gym. Yeah, it'll be burning up the Bible muscles. There you go. The Bible muscles. Yeah. So corny. I'm so corny. <laughs> Moment of clarity. Love you guys. Catch you next week. In our selfish ways and overlook the day that we ain't pray. After getting paid, a product of buying, they gave us crap. We sold it.